Hello, and welcome to episode 212 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Todd Zeroff, creator of Confidence, now on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Todd, thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast and, and joining us to talk about this book. Could you uh, start us off with a uh, brief bio about yourself, and then after that, uh, give us the, the elevator pitch for this book? Oh, sounds great. Thanks for you guys for having me on. Uh, so uh, I'm Todd Zerloff. I am a, uh, a sort of newbie comic writer. Um, got a couple thing, short stories under my belt, but uh, Confidence here is my first full-length comic that I am trying to get published. Um, so Confidence in a nutshell is uh, sci-fi, heist, um, sort of lighthearted um, comedy trying to not yeah so that's that's pretty much how it goes uh it's it follows a guy named alan um who is a con man uh and he is aboard a a luxury cruise ship and he basically is running through a variety of different characters being guests passengers um crew members whoever it may be uh and he's sort of running a multitude of cons on different people um and uh the reader sort of follows him and, you know, he narrates a little bit of his process and why he, you know, what he's doing, not necessarily why he's doing it. You don't really find out why he's doing any of this until the very end. Um, and that's sort of the big, uh, you know, big surprise of the book in you know, the last few pages is to figure out, you know, you've been follow- you end up following this guy around for 20, 25 pages, uh, wondering what the heck he's doing. Um, and then you get to the end and you realize it all comes together as to why he's been, you know, conning all these people or charming all these people or whatever it may be that he's doing so this book this book here is a is a one shot so like all questions are answered uh, at at the end of it is is that correct Uh, all questions about the plot um you know this is if you look i called it volume one not issue one um and my intention for that uh was the idea that it was a self-contained story that yeah if you just buy this book, you'll be satisfied that it told you a story. Now you might have questions about who the characters are beyond this uh, and things. And that would be something I would explore in the future. You know, Alan is a character. um, You don't really get the real him ever. All you ever get is him being sort of these different personas or, um, you know, have these different attitudes around these different people and such. So you don't really ever get to see him truly other than his narration. Um, But that doesn't betray a whole lot of who he really is. Uh, so yeah, you probably ask yourself when this is done. I don't even know that guy, but that would be the, you know, an, more of an ongoing thing. But for the time being, I thought it would be more interesting to just read a one shot than a, uh, an ongoing tale. Um, so it's, uh, it definitely has iterations that I can go through in the future and I've got plenty of ideas, but I wanted people to just be able to get a hold of a story and, you know, kind of harken back to the good old days of, I, you know, you pick up any issue of a comic and you can just read it and be satisfied with it. You know, it's not part of a, a larger thing. Not that, you know, I don't love those as well. So. Very interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I kind of use the example of like, if you were to pick up like a, uh, like a Spider-Man comic from sort of that, like, you know, mid eighties, like time frame, like that one, it would have told you one story, but in some way it would have, 
you know, continued a larger arc of, you know, Peter and Mary Jane sort of relationship. So like you, you got one story, but, you know, sort of the larger world of, of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man sort of advanced um, with that a little bit. So it kind of sounds like that's what you're doing with the, with the volumes here. Yeah, that was, that was sort of my intent. I, you know, um, I've, I, you know, and this is plenty of people have uh, done this well, but I've been on the unfortunate end of a few Kickstarters where you go and you get issue one of a series and they're like, this is going to be seven issues. It's going to be awesome. And then you, you know, you never hear from it again, unfortunately. Um, And, you know, in the indie comics world, you never know what might've happened. Um, And I just didn't want to leave that uncertainty out there, I guess, because I don't know what's going to happen. Didn't want to commit to something that I, you know, I couldn't, be sure of so um i'm a big hellboy fan and uh, mike mignola sort of took that route with hellboy too you know there was never a really a hellboy ongoing series he just did these like two and four issue you know mini series and that ended up you know going on for 25 years but you know that's sort of the idea i was going with and you had that's mentioned really cool no please no go ahead <laughs> oh, okay, I, I was just gonna ask about sort of where did the idea for you have you have a, a lot of mixed match of elements in this story that are unique. So, well, you know, like obviously you have like the archetypal con man, you have the science fiction slash fantasy setting, and you you mash them together in sort of this like mystery. And um, so. I guess I'd like to know the origin of all those elements and sort of like, which came first. Was it the con man story, then the sci-fi setting, or was it the sci-fi setting and then the con man? I just, I'm, I'm interested, like what all came first and in what order, and then how did you put them all together? I wish there was a more interesting story for that. Um, I was, uh, I had a buddy of mine who was, who's an artist. He's local to, um, and we'd been talking about doing a comic together for a long time. And I finally like wrote something and we were going to submit it to an Alterna comics uh, anthology. And the theme of the yeah. anthology was crime. And I had this like generic crime story. Cause it was like my first thing I was really writing. And, you know, I never thought outside of the box at that point, I was just excited to be trying it. And uh, we were going to meet for lunch. Uh, and I took a shower that morning before I was getting ready to leave. And in the shower, this, the whole idea for confidence just hit me and I don't really know why. Um, yeah, I, can't, I don't have an explanation. Mm-hmm. It was like, just, I thought it would be really cool to watch someone like you get all these little pieces and you get to watch someone build. Like the, the initial idea was like that he was going to like get something from someone to trade to someone else to get something. And then that was going to just kind of lead till he traded for the thing he really wanted. Um, but I ended up evolving that pretty quickly into the idea of him just collecting a multitude of things and favors and such um, for, you know, and then use all of them for one sort of thing or to accomplish one goal. Um, but yeah, so I went to, to lunch with my buddy and I told him the old idea and he's like, oh, okay. And then I told him, I was like, hey, but I did have this kind of idea in the shower this morning and I ran it by him and he's like, we're doing that. He's like, that's way better than the other thing. Um so yeah, we put together a, a 10 page short uh, that was a really, really stripped down version of what this became. Um, but you know, it was the initial version of it and we submitted it to Alternative Comics. We got 
declined, um, you know, however you want to say we, you know, within like five minutes of sending in the, um, the submission, you know, it was like immediately we got like an email back. It was like, oh, sorry, this isn't what we're looking for. And I was like, oh, Ugh, all okay. too familiar. But, yeah. uh, well, it was, it was supposed to be a, a crime anthology. And that was why I was like, man, I really want to think outside the box because everyone's going to be writing these crime stories. So that's why we went with this. Instead, we thought it's a crime story, but it's a sci-fi story. And they must have, they probably just looked at the sci-fi and were like, nope, I don't know. Who knows what they were thinking? I, you know, I'm sure they got literally thousands of submissions. So, uh, but it was a little disheartening at first and it kind of put me off for a little bit because I was when I first shot and, you know, I knew there'd be rejection, but it wasn't, I don't know. It was just a lot faster than I expected. So I kind of dabbled around in some other stuff. And then uh, I came back to this at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Cause I kind of just had another random spark of like how I could expand it. Like, you know, I always liked the idea, but I was like, I wasn't a, as good of a writer then it was comic terms, you know, I learned a lot over the few last few years. And I thought, all right, you know what, I can, I can really expand on this and come up with some, you know, more explanations, fill in some of the holes that I thought maybe weren't as, as strong. And, uh, so that's how this became this so yeah it kind of it came into my head as a science fiction con man thing i don't know why i don't know how it just that was how it hit me just the divine shower inspiration that we all get as creatives it's like our it's like it's the place where we speak to the creative gods it's our temple (laughs) yeah so you can't like get out fast enough to write it all down yeah no that's why they need to we need to like have those uh, like bath markers that little kids have just for creative people <laughs> write it on the walls. And then, yeah. Next person who uses it is like, what is it? What about a con man? And yeah. Not a right. Yeah. Your, your, your wife, your wife gets in there next and it's like, uh, there's a murder and there's a body. And like, she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, we need to talk. Yeah. So, yeah. I just imagined the director of Mandy or something like that coming up with that, the idea for his movie and writing it on the walls or something like that in the shower. Um, yeah, no, but that's, that's a really cool. And, and I, you, you put yourself down too much cause that is a really cool story of how you came up with it and really inspiring. So your friend uh, who you worked with on the initial pitch, did he stick around with you for the writing of the full issue? No, he did not. He's actually, uh, he kind of got, uh, I can't talk about it, but he kind of got a better gig that he's working on that will be much, much better than, than this, um, that he is going to be unveiling in the next couple years. So he is like jam packed with stuff for that. So good for him. Um, so he was not able to, he didn't have the time to carve out for this or, you know, do anything. So, um, I kind of went forward with the script and I, I ended up finding actually, you know, through uh, the beauty of Facebook and Facebook groups, I was able to find someone in, in a uh, artist writer connection kind of group. Um, so I got a gentleman named Rinaldo Lay. It's from Chile and uh, he's awesome. I, I met him before I was quite ready for this to become something. Uh, and I saw his art and I was like, and I like, I don't, I hate to do this, like to say this, but I was like, I want to use you on a story that I'm not done with yet. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to like tease you, but like, I love, it was so like, I don't know. It just spoke to me the way, like the style and everything had was what I was looking for. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I reached out to him and I said, hey, man, I've got this thing. It's going to be done in a month or so, hopefully, because um, I, I still had like a page or two to really hammer out uh, exactly what was going to be said and exactly how the panels were going to work. But I mean, I, I knew how it was going to go, but it just wasn't clicking. So I, I knew I needed a little more time. Plus, I wanted to run it by an editor. Uh, so he was cool and he was like, yeah, I don't have any projects. And, uh, so yeah, for sure. And he waited patiently till I got him the script and he, uh, he not, he's got about half of it done now. Uh, we're just waiting for the nice. Kickstarter to be done so we can finish it up. That's great. So, um, I, I'm, I'm looking through the Kickstarter page, um, in, in, in looking at the art, but I, I got down the sort of like the, the creator section and it says that um, uh, it looks like you were involved in another anthology, um, but uh, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you had done some some writing and I think maybe you said short stories. Was that sort of, those oh, were pro, pro short stories? No, they were the short stories actually in that anthology. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've written, I've written a lot of prose in my life. I mean, I've been I was a, an English teacher for 10 years at the college and high school level before switch careers a few years back. Um, so I've written, I mean, it's always been a part of what I've been interested in, but I've never published any of it. Um, never so, really felt good enough about it. So I wrote a number of uh, shorts in that anthology. Though. That was my first foray into actual publication. And did you find it, uh, did you find it challenging to have to sort of, tell a story in more of a condensed page count like uh you know with this i believe you have like 30 pages to to tell the the volume but i'm assuming in that anthology you know there was like four to six to eight pages like was so was that a challenge for you it was it was a challenge learning to write those shorter stories at first um but i've been trying to get into anthologies and other little like stepping stones over the last few years so I've actually gotten kind of better at writing those little short stories. So when I got to the point of writing 30 pages, it actually ended up being more daunting than anything. Um, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to have all this room to tell all this bigger story that I've been wanting to tell. But then once I got to it, I was like, oh, man, I have to fill all these pages. Uh, so it was kind of weird, sort of the opposite almost. Um, you know, I, I, it was hard at first, though, writing those shorter condensed stories for sure. Uh, but I got a little bit of a feel for it because I used to teach flash fiction to my students a lot. So I kind of always had a, like a, an, a love of that really short, quick um, story. So I had a little experience doing it, never as a comic, though. Um, so but once I did it, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that like short, uh, you know, jumping in in the middle of the action and then jumping back out, uh, you know, leaving almost like what's unsaid is what tells the story more than what is said. So, uh, yeah, it was actually pretty challenging to fill 30 pages. I thought, <laughs> you know, when it was all said and done, it didn't, it wasn't as daunting as mm -hmm. it seemed at the beginning, but you know, it took me months to write this. Cause there was a point where I'm like, I'm only on page like 14 and I feel like I've like written so much. Um, so it took me a little longer than it probably would now knowing what it, you know, what it actually takes. And did you sort of have, I'm, I'm guessing this being an independent book, a book that you're making yourself, like the, the page count was, was something that was able to be determined by you, you know, it was, you needed 30 pages to tell this, this story in this volume. 
where if you were working for like the the big two, you know, Marvel might have said, you know, you got to do this in 22 or DC mm -hmm. might have said you got to do this in 20. So was it just sort of an organic thing that you're sitting there and, and 30 pages is what you needed to, to tell this story? Or were you sort of in your mind where you're like, you know, I want it to be like 28, 30, 32 pages so that I can maybe give a little bit more value than, than a big two book? Or is it just sort of how things shaped out? Uh, it was a little bit of both. Uh, when I, my initial outline was uh, 22 pages, and that was just by pure chance. Like I, I literally made a list of what I expected each page to have on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, after my plot outline, and uh, it ended up at 22. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, but I, I did want it to be a little bit more than that for that extra value. Um, so when I actually wrote it out, it ended up being 28. Uh, and then once I, uh, I had Chuck Pinot was my editor and uh, I ran it by him and he gave me some ideas and kind of said there were some places where he felt like it needed some clarification or felt like, you know, I had too much on one page and we ended up adding two pages in the end. So, yeah, it, it, a little bit of both. It was pretty organic, but I, I was shooting for a little bit more. Nice. And also, so I'm, I'm looking at the, the creative team um it are the pencil and the, the 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 pencil inkler inker excuse me and the colorist are they uh, are they related yeah they're they're brothers cool um once i found uh ray he was like hey you have a colorist and i said uh, not yet i mean i'm just nailing down you know initial details here uh and he's like hey my brother does really good colors and i thought you know I'm like, you know, well, it's your brother. So I'm like, I'm, I was like, yeah, just, just send me some samples. We'll, we'll see. And I, I wasn't sure. And uh, when he sent it, I was like, oh, okay. So he is good. Like he is really good. <laughs> um, you know, you always worry when it, I don't know, maybe I'm uh, not as trusting as I should be, but <laughs> I, you know, I was worried when he was like, oh yeah, I know someone. Cause he was also like, I know someone for the letters too. And I was like, oh, is this like a bundle deal? And then, and it's funny, the guy, Christian, the guy who's our letter is also the guy that Ray suggested because um, he also lives in Chile with, you know, near them and their friends. And uh, honestly, like Christian was awesome. He was amazing. He designed the logo for the comic. He did such a great job on that. I had him design my company logo because I had a kind of old thing that I butchered and slapped together a couple years ago um so it was it was awesome it's it's been uh it's been an eye-opening experience for me because i i think i was very i was so nervous about being ripped off i guess like i hear you know you see these stories um about artists like not you know just like ghosting people after they get money and all that stuff and i know you only see a lot of that because those are the situations people tend to speak up about mm -hmm. um but i was so nervous about that being my first time didn't want to be the the newbie that um, messed that up. So I was a little skeptical of everything going in. And now that I've done it, I, I definitely feel like an idiot for being so skeptical because it's been a wonderful experience with everybody. Everyone's been super cool. And they're just as interested in the creative aspects of this as I am, even though I'm paying them to do the things, you know, for my book, they are interested in the creative aspects of it as well. Not just like, Hey man, whatever you say, boss, you know, they are proud of what they're doing and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's, it's been an awesome experience. I can't, I can't say enough good things about my team. Mm 
Um, they're all very cool people. I've gotten to talk to all of them a little bit here and there. And uh, we are on the same page and they're just great dudes and on top of being great creators. Awesome. It sounds like Ray is, uh, I, I know the, the idea started with you, but it seems like Ray might be sort of the, the MVP since he was able to sort of, you know, form three fifths of this team to, to work really well. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. And it, it works really well because they've worked together. So there's, you know, the workflow is, you know, like I don't have to get the pencils and give them to the colorist, you know, like he literally just gives me the colors, you know, like Eric, like Eric does the colors, but I have no direct, um, you know, workflow with him. Like Ray, Ray just passes him the stuff once he's done and then Eric passes back to him and then Ray turns it all in. So it's just so smooth and so much easier that way than having to, you know, shift everything around and shuffle papers and such. So yeah, it's a great, yeah. Ray, Ray is the MVP too, to, you know, this isn't at all what you asked, I guess, but Ray is also the MVP because every single thing I wrote in that script, um, he has just exceeded what I thought when I wrote it. You know, I gave, and I tried to give him a lot of leeway because I have a lot of artist friends uh, that I know are like, you know, I like to, I don't always like doing other people's books because sometimes I don't feel like I get to stretch as much, you know, and, you know, creatively because they'll, you know, micromanage sort of the, some of the scenarios. So I, I tried to not do that. I wanted to be like, you know, I want this to be collaborative. So yeah, there were pages where I was like, this guy's an alien, do what you want. Um, and he never let me down on any of that kind of stuff, no matter how brief or small my description was of things. Um, it's like, he knew what I was thinking and made it better. So yeah, awesome. he's been invaluable. That's really cool. And uh, so with the, I, I guess, did you give any input as far as like the feel of the comic? Like were you just like, you know, in the script, did you sort of set the tone because the, the art that's on the Kickstarter, it seems very almost like it's not like uh, it feels very like more like Star Trek than it does like Star Wars. You know, it's not as like messy. It's not that dirty sci-fi. It's like much more clean and smooth and uh, right. like a slick sci-fi feel. And it sort of has like more of a light, a lightness to it. Was that something in the script or was that just something you were looking for? And that's how you came across Ray and uh. it fit the story? Yeah, that was, I didn't, we didn't have a direct discussion about that. Um, and it's funny that you say that because uh, I never thought about it like that. Like I saw his art and yeah, his art was very clean. It wasn't, um, you know, you've got that kind of Jim Lee gritty style with like all the, sort of the extra uh, like hash lines and shading that kind of make it all feel a little bit, a uh, little bit grittier, I guess. Um, and he definitely doesn't have that style. He's a lot smoother of a style and you know that might have been subconsciously what drew me to it because i did always want this to be a you know there the the story takes place on a luxury cruise liner so it was always going to be a fancier atmosphere you know i wasn't looking for for dirty at all yeah so it was definitely more of a uh um i thought of it oddly enough as uh battlestar galactica mm, yeah. not the, not on the, not on the flagship because that was sort of more dirty sci-fi um, but there's a couple episodes in the first few seasons where the, one of the other ships is like a, has like a floating terrarium or is like a floating terrarium that makes its own oxygen, has like all its plant life. 
And I was always really taken by how beautiful they did that ship. Um, and that was actually the description that I sort of what I had in mind. I didn't directly reference it, but that was sort of that ship was sort of what I had in mind uh, when I was thinking of all of this. So um, he definitely nailed it without knowing what I was really truly looking for. I think he, you know, he probably read the script. There's a lot of like little jokes in there. It's not necessarily a comedic book, but it's, you know, it's got, it'll make you laugh in terms of the, you know, the suspense of it as well. Um, so I think he just kind of caught the tone on his own because I, I didn't consciously have a conversation with him about it. That's cool. And you're the second person in as many weeks to make a Battlestar Galactica reference. So congratulations. It's um, like on the show. It's like the top tier of sci-fi. We'll just we'll have to see how the last season of the expanse goes, if that can overtake it or not. And now and now I need to watch both shows now because I'm like, yeah, two people in two weeks have told me how great it is. So Oh, you, yeah, you've never watched uh, either one? Neither have not, not neither one. And I, I feel like so it was funny because last week the guy who, who brought it up, he was on a, a one of our review episodes and he was like he was like, Oh, take away my nerd card because I've only seen the the sci-fi you know, the, the remake of Battlestar Galactica. And we were like, well, no, you, you firmly have your nerd card now. Cause I don't think you either matter. I hadn't seen it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I've seen it's the commitment. I, I think I've seen oh, the, yeah. I think I've seen the first episode, but I have read most of the expanse novels. So, um, okay. I, I, I at least have that going for me, but, um, it is something that I would like to 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 revisit or I guess visit for the first time myself. Um, but I'd like to go back to sort of the the workflow. Um, you had mentioned that you um, had this like eventually you got to this system where you, I guess most of your communications or um, you know your initial sort of input was to to Ray and it goes through the system and it comes back to you as as a completed page. But was there sort of like baby steps that you guys took before you were able to, to, to get to that process? Were you, were you reviewing thumbnails and, and pencils to make sure that early on, if something was, was off, you could catch it, could catch it there before it went too far? Oh, yeah. No, it sh we sure, uh, like, when we started this, I, I, you know, I was level with Ray. I was like, look, man, this is my first experience doing this with someone I don't personally know. You know, in that anthology that I did, everyone who drew my stories, I knew. Um, cause they were guys that I, you know, I recruited or talked to at shows and stuff. Um, and he was like, well, let me just tell you how I do it. Cause he's, you know, he does this, he's done several other books the same way. And, uh, he just gave me, you know, the rundown. He said he would, uh, he's like, I'll send you pencils. You okay. The pencils, I will send you inks. You okay. The inks, I, you know, we'll, we'll get them colored. So that's how we did it. So he sends me the rough pencils, like the, basically, um we don't really do thumbnails as much he works all digital so i think the uh you know he pencils it well enough that i think so if it does work out he just has to ink it he doesn't have to redraw it mm -hmm. um so he gives me the rough pencils um then sends me the inks after i okay it. and i like i said before you know he just elevates everything i've never turned down a single page of his or any not in any they turned down i never even had him correct anything um and even the last batch of pages he gave me right before the Kickstarter began, I was like, he got them and he, he sent me the pencils. He's like, Hey, are these okay? And I was like out at dinner or something <laughs> or somewhere. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm sure they're fine. Go ahead. 
you know, I looked at him on my phone real quick. I'm like, I, I trust you at this point, man. Like you have not done me wrong <laughs> so far. And, you know, part of me too is just geeking out every time I get pages, you know, cause I am, it's still all new to me, you know? Uh, so every page I get, I mean, it could be 10% as good as he gave me. And I'd still be like, Oh man, I got pages of my writing. Um, but luckily it is hundred percent as good as it is. So it's so much better. So I know that like you had the experience of, of working in the anthology, but this was a story that's sort of been in your head um, for a while. You know, you had the meeting with, with your friend, um, you know, there was some outlines and, and stuff that was, was created, but what was it like that first time I know you, you saw it, but like the, the first sort of complete like nuts to, you know, bolts, the, the, the end page, um, when you saw this thing come to life and you, and you sort of, I don't know if you woke up to an email that says, you know, page one is done or a Dropbox notification, but what was that feeling like to see that, like the first page that, uh, that Ray and his team had sort of put together for you? It, that was actually kind of interesting because, uh, I was, uh, my wife and I were actually having a conversation at the time. Like a, it wasn't like a, an argument, but we were having like, you know, uh, you know, here's some road bumps in life ahead. You've got to figure out how to handle these kind of things. And it was kind of a, a solemn and not happy talk uh, that we were having. And I got the ding on my phone. Cause I knew he was, he said he would be sending me, you know, the first page because he'd been sending me like some roughs and stuff. Um, but yeah, so my phone dinged and I was, I felt like a jerk, like, I have to look at my phone now. Like, I'm really sorry. Like, I know we have some stuff we need to figure out here, you know, um, you know, we got some curveballs that life had thrown at us and we were not sure. And I, uh, I got my phone out and I'm like, I'm just gonna look at this real quick. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I tried, like showed her and she was like, not excited is like, she should have been like, she was just like, okay, I get it. And then later she was like, I'm sorry, I'm really actually, I'm excited. It just like, that was terrible timing. And I'm like, I know, I know it was, but I couldn't wait like for the conversation to be over to just look at it so yeah that was that was pretty cool it was it was it was a mood lifter we definitely needed it you know um so and then you know in those first the first few pages aren't that exciting uh visually necessarily they're very talky um the first page is cool it's kind of a big splash page and everything um but as it goes on there's a couple other pages um that i like I don't know if we discussed this yet. The first four pages of the story are on the Kickstarter campaign to read. So you can kind of get a feel for the book. Um, but after that, there's a, there's a sequence or two right after that, that uh, I had been looking forward to because I really wasn't sure how it was going to work visually. And I kind of was just like, it's going to be this. And it was really short. And that was what the first example of where I saw Ray like, I got this and he just threw this idea out there and I was like, Oh yeah, that's way better. And it was super cool. Uh, so yeah, the first four pages that are on there, is just him playing poker with a, a group of uh, alien engineers from the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's not as exciting vision. I mean, it, it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it doesn't really get to flex any of the, uh, um, you know, some of the backgrounds like great, there's so many times where I said like, oh, they're going to be in a place like this. And um, in the original version that I did with my buddy, David, he uh, 
we didn't really do much background. It was just sort of like really character focused and the backgrounds were very, you know, like seventies John Buscema comic style, <laughs> you know, where, you know, Kirby to a degree too, where it's just like the background's purple. Um, but, uh, you know, we weren't really going for that a whole lot, but Ray, man, he'll just fill the background with all kinds of fun little details. Um, so, and I feel bad. I'm like, man, there's going to be word balloons over some of that. <laughs> but yeah, every page is like a joy to like explore all the little details he put in there uh, that I, you know, didn't ask for specifically, but, you know, definitely enjoyed. So um, I have a question about uh, Chuck. Uh, I, I, I'm Facebook acquaintances with, with Chuck as well. Um, how did how did you hook up with him to 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 bring him in as a, as an editor on this book? He was like my all star selection, I guess, in my mind. Like I I had been toying around in this community, you know, sort of as a uh, like longtime listener, first time caller kind of situation, and uh, I've seen so many people put out their campaigns and like, yeah, Chuck edited this. And, you know, so many people thank Chuck for editing their stories and how great they were because he, you know, all the help he gave them. And I just kept seeing his name pop up. And I thought like, man, you know, he seems to really get around and people wouldn't be using him so continuously if he didn't know what he was talking about. And uh, so I I just reached out to him. Um, I decided one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I I didn't know if he was going to be like, uh, you know, no, man, sorry, I'm all full, or, you know, I, I didn't know if he was, like, you know, I, I still didn't feel like I was truly part of that community yet, so I wasn't sure how I'd be received, um, and that was sort of the initial, like, olive branch, I felt like, was the, when he responded to me, he was like, yeah, absolutely, man, tell me what your story's about, and I told him, and he's like, that sounds awesome, I love to work with you, um, and you know, I sent him my stuff and, you know, he went over it a few times with me and, you know, a couple of like drafts and such, um, minor edits and whatever. And I think we came up with a great story. So it was, it was a really, really good to work with. And he's, he just knows so many people because at that time too, he's like, Hey, do you need an artist? Do you need whatever? And I, I'd, I'd already met, you know, like I said, I, I met Ray before I was really ready for this. So I was like, no, I've got everything else secured. Um, so yeah, he's been a been great through the whole process. Helped me, you know, he's been helping me promote the campaign too. So, you know, can't say enough good. So does Chuck um, look at the 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 you know where you have like the script, you know, the text descriptions on the pages, um, and then sort of he's for at least maybe for this project, is he sort of then turning it over to you, or is he? is he still sort of reviewing like finished art pages as they come in? Um, he has, he was going to review the art as an overall sense in the end. Mm -hmm. um, once the letters were on there, uh, you know, he reviewed the script with me and then he said he would, you know, he would help me in the end when the, uh, the lettering came, but odd, oddly we, we weren't going to letter the book until um, everything was done, but we decided the last minute that, I needed lettered pages for that Kickstarter to really show the story off. So uh, actually Christian um, gets a big high five for me hitting him up. Like, Hey man, I didn't really think about this. Like, can you letter the first four pages of this? If you have time. 
Um, I know we weren't, you know, we, cause I, him and I had discussed just doing it at the end. So it all had, you know, he could get the feel for the whole thing all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he knocked those out and like, he actually apologized to me that he couldn't get them done the night that I asked him. He had to wait till the next day. And I was like, dude, no, like, <laughs> you know, like that was huge. So um, he knocked those out in like a day um, afternoon, really uh, for the first four pages. So um, we wow. really honestly discussed how that's all going to come together at the end now. Um, but yeah, the, the idea was for, you know, him to be involved when the, the lettering took place and, you know, many little changes that might need to be made so i'm sure we'll still go with that uh but for right now those first four pages stand as they are and they are they're awesome too honestly even like the lettering his his uh just him he put a little bit of flair on the um the caption boxes like the the whole thing is basically an inner monologue of alan the main character running through you know his process and you know he threw a little bit of a little flare onto those again i i just said it's a caption box and he was you know he knows more than i do so he, he ran with it yeah i'm looking at uh page three right now and there's a there's a there's a panel where where alan sort of is standing up from the table and there's sort of like the caption box from the the panel above him frames his head and then there's sort of like four that run horizontally that sort of you know really balance the picture out really well uh, within Mm -hmm. two sort of word balloons at the bottom Um, just looking at that one right there I can just see how it sort of just adds to the flow of the page and Noah and I also often talk that like you know you don't really notice lettering unless it's done wrong um, you know, if it's done well, you just sort of are in the flow of the story and, and you're moving along. But if it's done, if it's done not well and it's like confusing, like, should I read this balloon first or what's the, the sort of sequence of it? Then you're like, oh, you, you notice that stuff. But like looking at this, um, it looks like, you know, it, it flows really well. It's designed really well. Um, and sort of like you said, the, the first four pages are, you know, a lot of, you know, guys at a poker table playing poker so you know giving the the word balloons on the the preview pages of the the kickstarter probably helps communicate the 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 feel of the story how it's going to start off so that was that was i think a a wise decision by you guys to to letter those yeah that was some feedback that i got initially i put like i initially put up my uh kickstarter and i asked for some advice because you know when you do the preview of it you know before it goes live all you really see is the you know, the headline and the, the picture and such. Um, so once it went live, I asked for some feedback and I, I had a lot of um, Kickstarter veterans uh, kind of, I mean, in a nice way, kind of ripped me to shreds of all the things that, you know, I could be doing better and everything like that. And I, I went right away and made those improvements to sort of clarify things. Cause yeah, cause initially they weren't lettered and that's what every first response I got from almost everybody was like, the art's cool and all, but how do we know what the book's even like? Yeah. Well, uh, sort of an interesting sort of parallel. Um, (laughs) Noah and I are working on a Kickstarter right now and uh, we put up our first five pages and they were, they were not lettered. And I, I asked a guy to take a look at it who was, you know, run a really successful uh, Kickstarter campaign and 
one of the first comments I got back was you, he's like, this is a subject of, of some debate, but I'm in the camp of, you know, you should letter those, those preview pages. So we went back and we let, we also lettered our preview pages as well. Um, because it, it's not necessarily a poker game that we have. Well, it's not a poker game. We, we basically have a, a couple of guys giving like a, like a sit rep to sort of catch you up. So like, you know, instead of people standing around a conference table, we, we went in and we added all the word balloons and, and stuff like that. So you, so you could so get the feel. So we, we have an interesting parallel there as well. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm pretty decisive. You know, when I see a Kickstarter, I'm like, you know, the art looks professional, looks cool. The concept sounds cool. I'm in, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, so I, I you know, I got to get out of my own head a little bit and say some people might need more convincing than you do, but I'm just a sucker for like, I'm like, Oh, it's in the genre and I could help out a independent creator. I'm in, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I got a couple of those or quite a few of those uh, pledges initially, but yeah, I think that once I added the lettered pages, it really made a difference in the campaign. So I definitely see there's people out there that wanted more to know more before they were committing to it. So did you always, uh, did you, did you have the title for this book early on, or was this something that you sort of came to like, did, or I know that we discussed sort of the, the kernel of the, the idea, the, the, the spark of inspiration in the shower, but did you have the, the, the title of this book or was this something that you sort of worked into after a while? Uh, yeah, I initially, if you notice the subtitle of that is, uh, Orpheus and, uh, Eurydice is the, the sort of the title of this issue or this volume. That was, that was the name of the initial short story, uh, which is an allusion to a, uh, a Greek myth uh, that I won't tell you the plot of because sort of the plot of the story too, but um, <laughs> a little bit. So spoiler, if you really want to know. Um, but I, I was like, that can't be, that's not an ongoing series. That's a story's name, not a comic's name. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I honestly, up until the day I sent the info to Christian to make my logo for the comic, I was still not sure that I wanted that as my, my uh, title. <laughs> so like, I liked the, you know, it was the illusion to the con man thing. Um, mm -hmm. But I toyed with uh, a couple other ideas that I didn't like at all. And that one, this one that I liked well enough, but I, I really wanted didn't sound like a comic name. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I've worked myself into it uh, for sure, but it was definitely not where I, what the kind of thing I saw it going, but um, I, it was the only way I could really think to describe the overall feel of everything I wanted to do with this, you know, with the characters in the future and such. So yeah, that's, it, it was a process. Nice. Well, I, 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 I really like it. Um, and I'm also looking at, uh, I know that you mentioned, um, is, is it Eric that did the logo? No, uh, Christian did. My, Christian did the, the logo, the yeah. letter. Yeah, yeah. I love the, uh, I love the, the ring around the, the O to sort of make it look like a planet. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, that's just great. As yeah, well, that was, so. that's, that stuck out as very cool to me. And then I like how it matched your, your imprint logo with the the black hole uh 
that was yeah. really cool. And that and that's just I've had the Singularity Studios name for years as my what I planned. So I mean, because I, I once heard um, the the definition of a singular. You know, the singularity is the point uh, where you you're we're not able to calculate what happens in a black hole. Basically, it's it's the point where time bends and everything gets weird. So I saw a, it wasn't Neil deGrasse Tyson, but it was some other, and it wasn't Sagan, but it was another famous physicist that said um, the singularity is the point where uh, we stop understanding and just let go that we can't understand it. And I always thought that was a neat concept for people as well, not just as a, you know, a physical, uh, you know, phenomenon that it was, Mm you know, sometimes we have to just let go of like, I don't understand this, but I can still enjoy it. So thought it was a neat name for like an entertainment company. I wish that I had the cerebral sort of content to match that. (laughs) Like, but maybe someday. Uh, But for right now, it's my, my lighthearted fun con man story. Nice. And I also see that you have a, uh, a variant uh, cover um, done by Ed uh, Brickford. Uh, how did you hook up with uh, Ed to, to do the variant cover? Uh, so I have been like cyber stalking Ed for a year or two now. He posts uh, these really nice pen and ink drawings that he does every day. It, he calls it, he just says, it's, this is my lunch chart. I assume he does it on his lunch break or something. And they're just these like little simple sketches he does in his, uh, his, uh, notebook and they are i love his style of inking it's like heavy blacks um has this sort of like uh mad max sci-fi feel a lot of the time and uh and he's posted some bigger works too um so you know in the past i've just always liked his posts and you know maybe commented like man this one's really cool i like it um and then when the time came i was like i knew i needed a variant cover because variant covers i know are you know a big a big part of the collecting mentality now. Um, and I was like, I, and I love the idea of having more artwork of my comics. So uh, he was the first person to pop into my head when I had a sci-fi kind of idea. And uh, I always liked the, you know, the, the retro sci-fi feel. Um, so I hit him up with the idea and he's like, I absolutely love it. And he, you know, again, another guy that I had, never met, never talked to at all, became pretty good friends with now, I feel like, as far as online friends go, you know, we, you know, we ended up posting back and forth on each other's pages and such now. Um, so it's pretty cool. So not only did I get a cool cover out of it, I got a friend out of it too. So it's been pretty neat. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking at it now that, did, did yeah. you have any sort of direction or just say, hey, make it uh like cool retro sci-fi or did you say hey i wanted to yeah. maybe look like a like an old ec comic like how much freedom did did, did i have there again i i believe in if i have an idea i will put it out there but for the most part i got these people because i wanted them to do what they do you know i didn't want them to come do what i wanted them to do necessarily mm-hmm. you know they've got a style they've got a feel so i literally told him i showed him a picture of what the main character looked like um, from the uh, like the prelim character sketches from Ray, mm-hmm. um, and I said there'd be a girl in it, and she has blue hair. And he goes, "Got it." And that's all I told him. Nice. Um, 
So I have a couple of questions about crowdfunding, but I want to check in with Noah if he has any questions about sort of process or, or, or making comics sort of uh, interview questions. Uh, I guess I just wanted to just, just ask about like, um, you know, uh, are you, are you firmly cemented in this sort of like sci-fi genre or, or are there other genres that you would like to sort of explore someday in this sort of like larger format type of comic, you know, the, uh, like the 30 page comic, I guess. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I definitely going to run the gamut. Um, right now I have a, uh, I, the first, uh, anthology that I did, I wrote a sort of pulp hero kind of story. You know, it's, it's all about stories from people that live or from things in Ohio was the whole point of the anthology. And, uh, I'm from the Cleveland area. So I made like Cle I gave Cleveland like a pulp hero in the thirties. Um, and for the second, we're working on the second anthology now. And I wrote another story with that same character. Um, and then we're going to put together the artist and I, who lives, who lives right by me, uh, we're going to put together a third short story and we're going to publish that as like a long form issue, short graphic novel kind of thing, probably about 40 pages. Um, so we're going to publish that next. So I, I have like a pulp thing coming down the line, hopefully eventually. Um, and then I actually am working on a sort of supernatural occult modern thing um that i hope to make my next uh sort of series so uh it's definitely all over the board um i love all kinds of genre fiction so it's like now that i've sort of discovered that i can that i have this creative outlet of comics i sort of want to do a comic and everything i also have uh an outline for it like a five or six page uh medieval viking kind of story too so but that's further down the line that's so yeah I, i'm all over the place nice. that's great now i guess i have one more question off of that um because you brought up ohio is cleveland did you say you're from cleveland right i'm just south i'm actually from akron south okay akron is yeah, it a pretty large comics community around there uh i mean i don't i don't have anything to compare it to but, you know, I see the same guys at every show I go to. There's quite a few artists from this area that are doing pretty well in this area. You know, um, I don't know what that means in the, the grander scheme of things. But, I mean, I, I met a lot of cool people, like, trying to put together these uh, this Ohio anthology that weren't able to participate, too. So I was able to get, you know... I think there were 14 of us that worked on the first 17 of us that worked on the first uh, anthology. And, you know, I had probably another 20 people that just couldn't find the time because they had other projects or other things going on and couldn't commit to it. So, you know, uh, a lot of the people that worked on that were um, first timers, you know, people that had written other things that had never written a comic or guys who were just drawing fan art, basically at shows, you know, doing pinups and stuff that, we're like, yeah, I'll take a dabble it um, into uh, sequential work. So uh, it was it was pretty neat. But then, you know, we've got a couple guys in there who've been published by you know bigger companies. So it's I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I feel like it's a pretty healthy little community. Awesome, that's awesome. No, that's great. 
And I guess maybe another sort of, I know that Noah's question was sort of the, the Ohio um, region focus, but I think one of the magical things about the, the time that we live in now is, is that with the internet, we're able to, to, to find people like, uh, I believe Chuck's in Florida and like, you know, mm -hmm. you got a art team that's in, in Chile that you're able to sort of work with. So even, you know, I, I kind of think about, you know, me growing up in like the suburbs of Maryland, like I would be sitting there with my, with my comic books in my room and maybe I had a catalog of stuff to look at, but like I had, I didn't have the ability to, to go find anybody else that might've been into the same things that, that I was in, into, but like now, now we're able to, and, and to, to form these teams is, is, is pretty, pretty special and cool. Yeah. Like I, that was why I, I had never written comics before. Cause I was like, what would I even, what would I even do with this? You know, like if I, if I had this script, what would I even do once it was done? Mm -hmm. um, and I even thought that way up until like, that's why we did the anthology was because I had this idea that I was like, man, you know, all these people I know in this area keep getting shot down from getting themselves published. Why don't we just publish ourselves, you know? And uh, so I kind of took the, the ball and ran with that, you know, after talking to a few people and I kind of organized it and um, in the process of doing that, that's when I started putting myself out there to more like Facebook groups and stuff. And I was like, Oh man, like I, not that I, you know, didn't want to do it with the people from Ohio, but like, that was sort of always my mentality. It was like, I was, you know, limited to the people that were around here, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it never occurred to me that, you know, the internet would connect us in that way. So um, that was pretty eye-opening. You know, this is only like three or four years ago that I finally realized that. So so with that anthology, the, the Ohio-based sort of anthology, did you guys crowdfund that book or is this your first yes. experience? Oh, you did crowdfund that book. Yeah, we, we crowdfunded that. Um, it was a lot easier because there were 17 of us and like we had like one or two artists that have a pretty rabid following like from their friends and mm -hmm. just people they've met um and that really you know I didn't have to do a lot of promo I mean I did I, I pushed it but like it was definitely a lot of the legwork was done by just the people knowing people so this book, when it's only me and I'm relying on who I know, has been uh, much harder, I will say, um, trying to find those, you know, and get those people to, to believe in me that I, you know, I will give them something uh, more interesting than, you know, they were looking for. I don't know. Um, but honestly, my backer total is already higher than that the Ohio anthology campaign was, um, but we had so much, you know, we were selling, first we were selling a graphic novel, so it was bigger and more expensive. And we were, we had all kinds of prints and uh, original art to sell for it and everything. So it was like, I had almost, actually I had pretty much exactly double the money with the almost exact same amount of backers. So it's been a learning experience so far uh, on this campaign about, you know, expectations and such. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of our sort of standard questions we have for folks that are in the midst of, of running a Kickstarter, 
are you a refresh every 30 seconds or are you checking in once twice three times a day like how, how do you handle the the tracking and the the stress of <laughs> backer counts funding totals uh how how, how well or unwell do, do you handle that um I'll answer that with the fact that I am looking at my Kickstarter page while we're doing this and I've been, I'm refreshing it as we talk. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I, I, I will raise that's, you. That's the kind of person I am. I, I will raise you one and I have two tabs open on Kickstarter. One is yours and one is mine. And I, I've, I've refreshed both of those during the, the interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I am a nervous wreck. Uh, especially because I'm not. And I've turned not, away from my computer completely, <laughs> oh. so I wouldn't be tempted to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't think I'd be as bad if I was doing better. I think if my if my my total is a little more on pace, but I, I really hit a lull the last week. I, I had a good start, um, but I've hit this sort of lull, so now I'm like a little bit more antsy about it. So. Yeah, I think that's another thing that we all sort of experience. It's that that day one, day two rush. Um, you, you feel like everything is gonna everything is gonna be easy, and then you you move three or four days into the campaign, and things things slow down, and you're like, does it, does anybody hear me when I'm sort of, you know, trying to get the word out? Do you, do you have a strategy? Are you um, are you posting to try to you know? east coast west coast uh, the middle of the country and um you know maybe even thoughts of like international backers or are you just sort of uh posting when you sort of you know the the opportunity presents itself yeah I, someone told me i should be i should have something to say every four hours that was sort of a good rule of thumb so i've been following that okay um Mostly. I mean, I've had some busy days where I haven't been able to. Um, so, I mean, I think that's been a good strategy in terms of getting it out there, but it's, it's a bad strategy for my mentality because at some point I'm like, no one cared about the last time I posted four hours ago. Why are they going to care now? <laughs> you know, like you end up posting so much that you wonder like, which one of these is going to be the one that gets you, you know, that just randomly Facebook decides let's or Instagram or whatever is going to say, Hey, let's give this to, you know, let's let the algorithm go. And, you know, 20 more people are going to see this and haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm open to suggestions for everything at this point, man. <laughs> you know, I've been doing the podcast circuit uh, as much as I possibly can. I've been trying to just shout it from the mountains. Um, you know, anyone who will listen that I've got this thing, not trying to be, you know, not trying to pressure anybody. Like I got this thing, check it out. If you like it. Cool. Not no hard feelings. Yeah. I mean, we probably follow a, a similar philosophy. Um, I think one of the challenges I have is that I always try to either um, present a new piece of art or, or presented in a, in a, in a different angle, just so that it looks like the same people are seeing it. It's just, it's not sort of like repetitive and they're like, Oh, I've already seen this before scroll past it. Like, so are you trying to vary your message or do you have sort of, you know, 
images that you feel are like the most catchy that like you sort of rely on to, to, to hopefully be your big hitters? Do you, do you have a philosophy there? Uh, yeah. I mean, in, initially I was, you know, sharing the cover was good for a minute, but you know, the cover only shows so much. Um, so I've tried a variety of things. I've tried, uh, I tried doing the meme game where you, you know, edit some memes for my purposes. Um, you know, I think that got a good initial group of backers, but I think the same people after a, you know, a few times were the same ones constantly engaging with those memes. So it didn't, you know, after a, a few, it didn't really help. It didn't seem. So lately my, uh, my goal has been to be more introspective, I guess, um, about it and try to explain the process more. So like first I, I did a post about, uh, you know, how Chuck helped me edit it and, you know, how that worked. And then I did a post about the artwork um, and how all of that came together and, you know, gave some, showed some examples. Um, and those, the engagement on those has been much better. Um, I think so, you know, I, I don't know what the, the real, you know, answer is. I think it just, just like the weather, it just mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. I feel like, uh, so let me ask you a question sort of, maybe I can relate to this. Um, do you feel like at certain times that like, uh, you might be like going overboard or bombarding like people with your message. Cause something I sort of, uh, I sort of worry about is like, I have friends that are on my, my social media feeds that, you know, could care less about this. And I'm like, you know, yeah. is, 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 is my, is my friend from high school with that, you know, I talk about the NFL with, is he, is he tired of seeing my, my fourth post about my, my Kickstarter for, for the day that he could care less about? Do you, do you worry about like things like that? Yes. hundred percent. I have like, you know, I have like my, my daughter's um, both daughters actually like preschool teachers that are, I'm friends with, you know, from like, in my, you know, my one daughter's in ninth grade, but I'm still friends with like her preschool teachers, you know, and things like that. Like I, those, like for some reason, those are the people I think of. I'm like, Oh God, this is not what they signed up for. Uh, so, but I, yeah, I, I tell myself that like they can ignore me or, you know, honestly, if, if at the end of the day, they unfriend me over it, like, it's not the worst thing. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not definitely don't want that per se, but yeah, I, I feel you hundred percent there. I, I really wonder if I'm, you know, either one, am I just shouting into the void or two, am I like shouting into a room of people trying to sleep that don't want to hear me? <laughs> yeah. I think that that is, that's another sort of, uh, uh, another sort of fear that we have. And I, I feel like at the end of every campaign, I always send out the message like, Hey, thanks for dealing with me for the last 31 days. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be done for a little bit, but just be forewarned, uh, I'm probably in the next couple of months going to go back to this sort of maniac uh, promoting of uh, these comics that you could probably care less about. So um, <laughs> you, you have a reprieve for a couple of months. So I, I had a friend who uh, I went to college with her and I like 
I posted about it and everything, but then I, I sent out some personal messages to like some, some of my closer friends. And I had like this like big long thing. And she was like, shut up. Where do I give you money at? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, in the future, she's like, just tell me where to go to give you money. And I'm like, nice. okay. Like, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't want to hear your pitch. She's like, it's fine. I'll support it. I'm like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> like, everyone was only that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I once dragged my mom kicking and screaming to not, not literally, um, to, to back a Kickstarter. I was like, mom, you, you need to back my Kickstarter. She's like, she's like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, you can do it through Facebook. She's like, I don't have a Facebook. I'm like, mom, you do have a Facebook here. Let me log in. Oh, can I, can I, can I see your credit card for a second, mom? I promise this is the only time I'm going to look at the numbers. All right, mom, you've just backed the Kickstarter. She's like, okay, thank you. So I've, I've even stooped to those, those levels. You well, do I that was with sort my of... parents. My God, <laughs> what have I been doing? Okay, <laughs> my my mom didn't back this one until like I don't know, like ten days in, and I was like, and she's normally <laughs> like on that kind of stuff. So I was like, "What's up? What's going on here?" <laughs> awesome. um, well, and then like it, it's almost somewhat insulting because she just gave money and didn't pledge she just gave it some, like pledged Aww. you did the support I'm like you don't even want to read it <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was like whatever i got i got the pledge it's it's fine i, I think had... my parents they just think that i'm gonna give them a copy like i've done with everything else in my <laughs> life you know but it's just sort of like i think that they just expect well like i mean like last time they didn't back the kickstarter for my last book so they just like i just gave them an issue and they read it and they're like, that was great. And they're very supportive and nice. But I think that's sort of the, I don't want to encourage that kind of behavior going forward. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when I was doing my anthology, we, there happened to be a comic show from one of the guys. He was actually running the comic show. He did one of the stories in there. So he gave us a booth at the, at the show to like, it was during the Kickstarter to sort of promote the, the book real time. Um, and me and one of the artists uh, hung out at the table all day. And I asked my mom because the con actually ended up being like, like a block from my mom's house, like right down the road. So I called her. I was like, hey, would you mind like bringing me lunch? Because like the, all they have here is like this super crappy pizza. Um, and she was like, yeah, no problem. And then when she got there, she gave me we she got she got us Chipotle. And she's like, um, she's like, well, there, there's my uh, contribution to the campaign. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like chipotle lunch thanks mom. cool i know it's yeah. like i would have i would have just given you the money for this and you could have actually pledged the campaign but like i mean i guess it worked out one technically but yeah I, it's just kind of funny I, I don't think she really understands the idea like just somehow like helping me out was helping me i'm like no no that's like i, I have an actual dollar goal i need to hit here man <laughs> i've actually in the in the past, I've so I've had Kickstarters. They've gotten done, and I've gone and I've looked at my backer report, and like it'll be like I have this like core group of friends that have been my friends for many years. And there was one time that like I had like five people who didn't fill out their backer survey, and they were all like my close friends. And I'm like, dude, go in and fill out your backer survey. And he's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, you just 
you just go into the Kickstarter. It's going to say, complete the survey. You're savvy enough to just use drop down boxes and click submit. They're like, okay, I'll go back and do that. I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, so, but it's, 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 it's good to have their support, but sometimes I have to pull them step-by-step step through the, through the whole thing. Yeah. I still have 14 copies of my anthology sitting here that I've never been able to get a hold of the people who backed them, <laughs> yeah. you know? just sitting there like i've sent emails messages where however nothing that's 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 another aspect is the fulfillment and the the sort of like the the one the two i think i have i have about like i have like six or eight books from a a kickstarter that that i need to to get out and uh I'm, i'm really looking forward to that um so that i can sort of close the chapter on that um but it's taking a while um but um i got six of those ready to go yeah i i I, no you you, you've been been very helpful on on that noah um so so todd as we as we finish up um let's let folks know where they can follow you online and uh give us the uh the elevator pitch for this book um at the time of this recording um which is um May 13th, uh, you have uh, 13 more days, you, roughly two weeks. So it's important that folks uh, act quickly on this. So um, social media and the, the, the pitch for confidence one more time, please. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so you can find me at singularitystudiospublishing.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Singularity Studios or just under my name, Todd Zerloff. I'm also on Instagram under Singularity Studios Comics. Um, I don't do Twitter yet. Uh, and, um, you know, so confidence is basically just your your average everyday story of a space con man. Um, his name's Alan. He is running a variety of uh, sort of cons and uh, charming his way through the passengers and crew members of a uh, space cruise ship uh, to what end the reader does. It doesn't find out till the end, but uh, he's sort of uh, collecting favors and things that he needs to meet his ultimate goal. Awesome. Well, so we're going to have links to, to your website uh, and Instagram, Facebook uh, pages, and as, as well as a link to the Kickstarter um, for folks to just sort of scroll down and, and find those as easy as possible. But uh, Todd, it was it was great talking to you about this book. It looks amazing. Um, you know, I, I wish you all the success uh, possible here. Um, I'd like to thank you for for being on. Uh, Noah, do you have any uh, final thoughts or, or questions before we close up? Um, just ditto what you said. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and I wish you all the luck going forward because it looks like a great book. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, good luck on your Kickstarter. Um, you know, it's it's a small community that feels bigger, but I, I think you know the close knit nature of this uh, community so far has been awesome, and uh, you know, happy to support each other. So thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, and I yeah, look forward to talking in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Well, for anybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at ConstructComPod, 
Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. We will also have a link to the Dino Thrashers Kickstarter. Um, that is the book that Noah is the artist on and I am the co-publisher of that book. Um, but I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.